1: Well, it was good to see the Reds get back on the winning train, and getting back on the right track is a good thing. Plus, the Padres lost. So the Reds and the Padres are now tied for the second wild card spot. Oh, wait a minute. This worked last time. So we're just going to, yeah. We'll keep doing that backwards hat. Let's keep it rolling until the Reds get into the postseason or they lose and I get tired of wearing my hat backwards, but whatever. Let's talk about this Reds win. We've also got, I got some thoughts about Wade Miley. We're going to look at Vladimir Gutierrez against Alec Mills and a a bit of Kyle Farmer appreciation. Before we get into all that, though, I wanted to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app today and join me later this week. I keep trying to set things up and I keep getting pushed back. We'll figure out some time to do some Spotify Greenroom here on Locked On Reds, but you can check it out. The Spotify Greenroom app, they're changing the way that we talk sports.
0: You are Locked On Reds daily cincinnati reds podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: and that is a win that was awesome to see the reds came together as a team i know that there were people that were mad after the game at michael lorenzen for giving up two home runs real quick nugget about michael lorenzen how many home runs has he given up this year two those are the two it just happens sometimes you know whatever the nice thing was the Reds were able to get those insurance runs beforehand and they were able to put it together still not quite the average offense that we've seen from the Reds the lineup just happened to get enough done and Wade Miley oh my gosh I mean before we get into that though make sure that you are following the show right here on your favorite podcasting app or your subscribed right here to the YouTube channel and you're following me on your favorite or on your favorite Twitter I don't know that anybody is favoriting Twitter but whatever you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and you can follow the show at Locked On Reds all right let's talk about it because number one the, the the number one thing for me about that game last night was this man right here hey look i point in the right direction Wade Miley oh my Gosh, now I get it. The Reds had to score four runs to support him. And part of that was because the bullpen gave up two. Michael Lorenzen gave up two in the eighth inning. But Mike uh, Miley was absolutely phenomenal. Old man Miley, Wiley Miley, whatever. The Hulk, he has been one of the best things about this team. All year long. We're talking about a dude who's been so consistent. Yes, he's had his kind of bad starts every now and then, but for the most part, we're talking about what we got last night. Seven great innings, one earned run allowed. He had eight strikeouts in that game too, which really isn't his MO striking guys out, but he was just taking advantage of very aggressive Cubs hitters with his off-speed stuff, his cut fastballs. They just weren't catching up. I mean, they weren't catching up to him, but they weren't timing them well. And it was a free for all for him on the mound. It was fun to watch him pitch at Wrigley field on Tuesday night. And he also got a hit. He's actually got like a three game hit streak going whenever he starts. So yeah pitchers who rake that's Wade Miley too he's doing everything I mean you know you got Shohei Otani and Wade Miley those are the two best guys okay I'm just kidding I'm getting a little ahead of myself there but that was a fantastic start for Wade Miley and Michael Gibbons closed it out and he looked pretty good doing it too he did have the base runner there that he had to worry about but all in all a very nice game for the Reds pitching staff. I I love what they're getting from Wade Miley. I know we talked before the game, like maybe the Reds consider skipping a start just to give him a little bit of an added breather. I think he heard that and he was like, I don't need no stinking breather. He probably could have pitched even more. I, I love that game from Wade Miley. And then also not to be outdone, the man himself who continues to just rake out of the leadoff spot. And that is Jonathan India his fifth leadoff home run of the year to start the game I I believe that ties a red I think I read somewhere that ties a reds franchise record for leadoff home runs by one dude and that was amazing to see he is such a great hitter for this team and the future is so bright with Jonathan India in the lineup and talking about leadoff I mean how many years have the Reds toil and I won't go too deep into this because we talked about this so much but it looks like they have the leadoff hitter of the future that's something that they have not said for a long long time something they've been searching for for a long time and jonathan india is that dude just continues to rake for this team and the reds get that badly needed win because i I know they weren't on like a long losing streak but they were at the point where they'd lost seven of nine so you're kind of thinking by the way, shout out, Star Trek Voyager. Uh, they've lost 7 of 9, and, and you really were thinking, oh my gosh, he's really, the Reds really have to get something going here. And then first inning, you had two long balls, India and then Castellanos. Castellanos is three away from 30. He's already got 30 doubles. I'm going to have to look this up and see how many uh, 30. I, I'm guessing there's a decent amount, but I'd like to see the last time a Reds hitter got 30 doubles and 30 home in a season I'm guessing his name starts with Joey and ends and Votto but beyond that I, I don't know that's just a thought of mine like Cassianos is having a fantastic season as well and to see them hold down Wade Miley held down the fort and then they got some insurance later on in the game thanks to Kyle Farmer and Mike Moustakis. M- M- Moose hitting it Well, stuttered there. Moose hit it right into the shift. Completely beat the shift. Something that we we really questioned about Moose this year is where's the productivity? It's been so few and far between when he's been healthy that you kind of worry if he's going to be a liability moving forward. Who knows? Maybe he can be an asset at the end of season here. But all in all, a great game for the Redlegs getting that win and they set up a rubber match tonight. To win this series, kind of something we talked about coming into this Cubs series, you got to win. You got to go at two out of three. And it really doesn't matter at this point who the Reds are facing. Two out of three is a must. It's, it's going to be hard for them to continually lose series. They, they're on a streak right now where they've lost four straight series. If you lose a fifth and you go into St. Louis reeling that bad, I know that St. Louis is kind of getting killed by the Dodgers in the series that they're currently playing. But if you go in and you lose two out of three to St. Louis, then you bring them right back into it. So you got to keep your pedal to the metal. Got to keep your foot on the pedal and keep it to the metal for the redlegs and win this series tonight. We're going to talk about the pitching matchup on the mound for that series coming up here in just a minute. I've also got some thoughts about where the Reds currently stand before we get into that though you we talked about it as our title sponsor spotify green room make sure that you download the app today you can set up a profile and link your twitter account you can also follow me on the spotify green room app at jeff Carr with three f's spotify green room is bringing fans together from all sports whether you're talking about major league baseball the nba the nfl or mls or nhl they've got rooms for everything And you can join fans of a like mind. You can join fans of another team and kind of figure out what they're thinking about their side and just talk sports. It's the conference call we all want to be on because we're talking about something we love and that's sports. Download the Spotify green room app today. And like I mentioned, you can also join the MLB group to get notified when I go live and when other locked on hosts go live, pretty much every locked on MLB host is on there. There's also great media types and players as well that you can join in conversations with and ask them the burning questions that have been on your mind throughout the season. That's the Spotify green room app. Download it today to your mobile device you can join me later on this week. Again, I, I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to get that set up. The schedule's been haywire here recently, but we'll, I'll let you know as soon as I know. That's the Spotify Green Room app. They're changing the way that we talk sports. And tomorrow night, if you're an NFL fan like me, you're excited because the Buccaneers and the Cowboys get things going, and the daily fantasy sports experience that you've been looking for for this NFL season is here. It's called Stat Hero. If you've played some other fantasy sport or daily fantasy sports sites before, like I have, you've played with about 30,000 people. And like a couple of those people probably spent all day on their lineup, researching every player meticulously so they could pick the perfect lineup and just absolutely make you feel like you know nothing about football at all. Enter Stat Hero. Stat Hero is a game where they set it up it's you against the house. Stat Hero even shows you the lineup that they put together and dares you to beat them. And now, if you go to spot or er, stathero.com slash locked on, you can get 300% more on your first winnings. That's stathero.com slash locked on to get 300% more. You can play Major League Baseball daily fantasy lineups. They'll have NFL coming up, like I mentioned, all kinds of great stuff there. Again, it's you against Stat Hero. It's not you against a million other people that have way more time than you do to look it up. This is about having fun with daily fantasy and giving you the best chance at winning at StatHero.com slash on. All right. With the way that everything went yesterday, the board... Has been reset. We now come into the stretch run. The Reds and Padres are tied for the second wild card spot. This is not a half game situation, not a full game situation. They have come back to even. And tonight, the Reds and Padres are both in action. The Padres are finishing up their pair of games against the Los Angeles Angels. That's going to begin at 8 10 tonight. And then they have an off day as well. The Reds and Padres are both off tomorrow. I did look and see the Cardinals and Phillies are playing. Cardinals are continuing their series with the Dodgers, and they're just kind of hoping to this point that that series ends as quickly as possible because the Dodgers have had everything they've wanted and more at Bush Stadium, including a reunion of Albert Pujols and the St. Louis Cardinals fans that all Albert Pujols go yard. I, I was fine with that, but the uh, the Reds and Padres specifically being tied, we're going to focus in on the Padres for just a minute because coming up their schedule tightens up. And I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I've heard plenty of people say this and seen plenty, plenty of people say this on Twitter. Jeff, stop talking about how easy the red schedule is to end the season loud and clear. We're not going to talk about the red schedule because you know what the red schedule is at least. You know what the immediate schedule is. They're going to St. Louis this weekend, and they've got the Pirates a bunch. But whatever, we're not going to focus on that. We'll focus on the Padres schedule for a moment. This weekend, the Padres have a three-game series in Chavez Ravine against the Dodgers, and then after that, they travel to what, about Oracle? Oracle Park to play the Giants for four. So we're talking about seven games in which the Padres have to play the Dodgers and the Giants over the next essentially eight days. Then they play in St. Louis against the Cardinals. They have an off day on the 20th. And then they play three games again against the Giants. Like I said, tough schedule for this Padres team. And then they have a weird weekend slate because they play the Braves, the 24th, 25th, and 26th. But on the 24th, they actually have to complete a suspended game from July 21st. That's right. On September the 24th the San Diego Padres have to play the Atlanta Braves and continue a game that's in the bottom of the fifth where the Padres are leading five to four. They're, they're starting that on um, Friday, the 24th. And then after that, they play another game against the Braves. And then on Saturday, they play the Braves and Sunday, they play the Braves series against the Braves, obviously. Then the 28th, 29th and 30th, they have the Los Angeles Dodgers. And then to end the season, their final three games of the year. They are in San Francisco again to play the Giants again. Look, this is the thing. This is not a situation where we're saying that the Reds are playing cupcakes and they should absolutely beat up on those cupcakes and win. We're talking about the difference of schedules. The teams that the Reds have to play collectively are under 500. The teams that the Padres have to play, are collectively the best teams in the National League and all at the tops of their division. Now, the Braves, who knows what state they're going to be in there at the end of September. They're probably going to be getting their roster ready for the playoffs. Who knows what that looks like? But they're playing against the Dodgers and the Pot or the Dodgers and the Giants, who are both just in a dogfight for the NL West title. We're not talking about two teams that are just completely going to lay down. We're talking about two teams that are going to be playing super hard. Against this Padres side, plus they've got the Cardinals, who we all know the Cardinals just don't go away. So they have a crazy schedule. If the Reds can make some, hay, they need to win tonight, beat this Cubs team for two out of three, and then go to St. Louis and take two out of three from the Cardinals, and then we're talking, we're cooking with gas then for this Red Lake side to get to that second wild card spot. It favors on paper. And I know they don't play baseball on paper, but it favors on paper the reds. And that is why I'm excited. That is why I continue to tell you that I feel fully, completely confident that the reds will make the postseason because I think that they've experienced the Valley and now they're coming back out of that Valley. They're going to peak at the right time. The Padres are going to just go through this gauntlet here that they could play very well. They are a very talented team but they're also playing some teams that are super talented as well. I feel pretty good about the red side. And and one of the reasons why, this is a dude that I I try to do uh, appreciation segments for uh, every so often. There's this thing in baseball that uh, you got to figure out a way to marry analytics with the eye test. Knowing what you see versus knowing what the numbers say about somebody. Kyle Farmer is the most recent perfect example on the Reds roster of that. I think of a couple of years ago, Jose Iglesias, and I was on the side that I was kind of unimpressed with him. Yeah, he had a great glove, but I I just didn't really know what he gave the Reds overall. Now, when you look at Kyle Farmer, you don't see a dude who the numbers jump out at you and say, he's a superstar player, unless you look at his fielding, because My favorite fielding metric to look at any player is outs above average over at Baseball Savant. When you can look on StatCast, you got outs above average telling you about a dude's defensive prowess. And I checked it before the game yesterday, so I really want to check it uh, today to see where it is because I feel like it's um, probably better because we're talking about a situation where the reds have gone through this entire year. They started the year without a shortstop and they said, a Eugenio Suarez is going to be our guy. Obviously that didn't work out. I really wanted it to, but it didn't. And they weren't going to give it to Jose Barrero because he wasn't really ready last year. And they wanted him to get a lot more comfortable before they handed him the reins. So now we're talking about a situation in which Kyle Farmer stepped in to a position of need. And yes, you can sit here and tell me that he is a utility player that's playing out of position. Number one, a utility player doesn't play out of position because they play all positions. That's why they're a utility player. But I look at this and I tell you what you probably either, you may have suspected this, but not really known it. According to Alts Above Average, my favorite fielding statistic when it comes to anything baseball because it tries to bring everything together so far as like where the guy starts where the ball ends up does he add the ability to get a successful fielded play or does he take away? is he does he have less range? it's it kind of marries all of the statistics that don't make sense in a vacuum they put them all together and they bring to use outs above average. Kyle Farmer is the best on the team, and it's by a wide margin. His outs above average are positive six. Just for reference, Eugenio Suarez is negative 11. Huge difference between the two dudes, but we're talking about Shogo Akiyama, Mike Freeman, and Alex Blandino, and Scott Heinemann, and Nick Senzel. Oh my gosh, this is depressing me just looking at this. As the closest dudes to Kyle Farmer is the best fielders on this team. That's the list there. Everybody else is either at zero or negative. In fact, all of our favorite players are negative. One thing that's really interesting to me is that outs above average does not like Jonathan India. He's at a negative five, but you know, seeing what he's done, at second base i think he's a little bit better fielder than that it's probably something to do with being a rookie i don't know but kyle farmer at positive six is the best fielder that this team has and he has absolutely taken the reins of shortstop and he's absolutely a key reason to all of the successes of this cincinnati reds team in 2021 and i feel like it should be shouted at every day i'm not gonna you know bother you every single day by talking about Kyle Farmer although if it bothers you then I wonder about you but whatever I I just want you to know Kyle Farmer is fantastic and a huge reason why this Reds team has been the above 500 unit that is currently fighting for his second wild card spot and fighting with a Padres team who earlier in the year just looked like the Reds were nowhere near them Kyle Farmer is a big reason why they are because he's been so phenomenal. All right, coming up, we are going to talk about the pitching matchups tonight between Vladimir Gutierrez and Alec Mills. Before we talk about that, though, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. I've been telling you about Built Bar for a while now. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar on the market, bar none, because they're made with 100% real chocolate. And the stats are amazing, too. We're talking about less than 4 grams of sugar, less than 4 grams of fat, and up to 18 grams of protein. I mean, those are numbers that are, it's like unfair if you think about it, but it's unfair in a good way for us. Because if you're trying to snack healthy, if you're like me, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I like to eat. I like food. I love to eat snacks and I love to drink good drinks and things like that. Built bar fits right into everything because it's healthy for me. And it tastes amazing too, because you're going to feel like you're eating a candy bar with how good it tastes. The 100% real chocolate. And the amazing flavors like cherry barcia, coconut, you got mint chocolate brownie, you got peanut butter brownie, double chocolate. These, these flavors just make me hungry. And if they're making you hungry too, I got a promo code for you. It's at the bottom of the screen if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on your favorite podcasting app, that promo code is locked15. You can go to built.com today and order a mix box. You can figure out what your favorite flavor is, or you can order one box of one flavor and just get a whole bunch of cherry barcia. And use that promo code Lock15 to save 15% off your next order. Built Bar is amazing. I swear by it, it's one of my favorite snacks, if not my favorite snack ever. And you should try it too, builtbar.com or built.com, and the promo code Locked15. And also, we've been talking about this here recently: a great new way to bring all of your entertainment options under one television. It's direct TV stream. Tell me if you've heard this before, you're watching the game on one screen, you've got your highlights up on your phone, you've got your streaming on your tablet, and you've got your best friend's neighbor's Wi-Fi password, or the password to the apps that have all the good stuff. I get it, I understand it, but look, it's 2021, let's consolidate all this, let's bring it under one television, you've got a great smart TV, right? I mean, hopefully, maybe, I don't know, I don't know your life, but if you do, you want to bring it all under one roof and you want to do it with DirecTV. Go to DirectTV.com now and learn about DirecTV Stream. You can bring all of your favorite entertainment options under one television and finally bring your television into the 21st century with DirecTV Stream. Again, that's directTV.com to learn more about DirecTV Stream and to bring every single thing that you love about watching television, movies, on-demand, sports, everything, all under one screen. DirecTV Stream at directtv.com. All right, let's finish it up today. The Reds have a rubber match against the Cubs to hopefully get that second win to take two out of three from this Cubby side. Look, I, lo- I-, I love some of the stories of the players on this Cubs team. I love Frank Schwindel and everything that he's in, although he's... he's still been pretty successful against the Reds, which has been pretty annoying. I I think the irony of Ian Happ is at least something that I can kind of internally chuckle about. I get it. It sucks when he hits a home run against the Reds and scores runs for them. But for the most part, you got to love the irony of a guy who really otherwise is below replacement level. And then against the Reds, he is a Hall of Fame caliber player. I, I just, I don't understand what it is. Somebody somewhere desecrated something to do with Ian Happ, and they need to apologize. Please do. I mean, he hit another home run yesterday. He hit a home run in the first game. He might hit a home run tonight. Just stop. Whatever it is, figure it out and stop it. But when I look at this pitching matchup, Alec Mills seems like a kind of dude, and I I really say this you know, with lots of grains of salt, but seems like a guy that the Reds lineup can continue to get right against. He's not really all that impressive in any specific area, although he does limit the percentage of barrels against him. Barrels are, you know, you barrel up the ball with your bat, get a really good hit in there, and he's a, he's pretty good at limiting those, but everything else is just either average or below average, and the Reds have faced him this season. The last time they faced him was on July the 29th at Great American, and they tagged him. They got 9 hits off of him for 4 runs total. 3 of them were earned and they did have a long ball against him on that day. Now before that, they played on May the 2nd and uh he only pitched one inning in that one and they still tagged him. 3 earned runs on that on 3 hits. Now no homers on that game either. But they've seemed to have success against him. So hopefully this isn't a sort of thing where he's due to have a good game against the Reds. I think that he kind of fits the mold for a guy that the Reds should hit. Now, speaking of dudes and molds and things like that, Vladimir Gutierrez has been everything that Reds fans have hoped for. Now, you're going to look at his ERA and say, well, it's over four. I'm going to tell you that he's a rookie, and this is his first year in the major leagues. Well, what else more do you want? He's had fantastic starts all season long. He's just kind of hit a little bit of a rough patch, two starts in a row where... He's kind of put the Reds behind the eight ball with all of the hard contact that he's given up. And I kind of dug into his start against the Tigers. I was there that night and that was not a lot of fun to watch. He was giving up so much hard contact. I mean, you didn't even really have to be watching it. If you were just listening to the game on the radio or something, you heard crack after crack after crack. So much hard contact was had most of it against his fastball. He threw his fastball, according to StatCast, 15 times and got zero, nada, zilch, no swings and misses at all against his fastball, and he put a bunch of balls in play with it, and and none of them, okay, better way to say this, um, all of the balls that he put in play, none of them were below 93 miles an hour in exit velocity, and if you remember, I've said it before, league average exit velocity is 88.5 three I think 88 and change so he gave up so much hard contact on that four-seam fastball last time the one thing that worked for him really well though was the slider he only had one strikeout it was on that slider but he also limited hard co- there was only one ball put in play and it was 52 miles an hour a weak ground ball that I'd like to see him throw that slider a little bit more and the changeup too now he put the change up in a bad spot And he gave up a home run on it last in the last game out against the Tigers. But I think that this is something that he is just going to be all right. We talked about early in the year, he had the crazy, awesome ERA, but the peripherals said that he was getting really lucky and that his ERA was going to climb a bit. It has, but it hasn't to the point that it said back then. And in fact, his peripherals are kind of coming together with what we have seen to tell us that what we're seeing is the true goody. Goody has been exactly as we had hoped. He is a nice fifth starter here in his rookie season, really laying a great baseline for his career to hopefully continue to get better and better with each and every year that he pitches, because he could be a nice piece for this red starting rotation there as a fourth or fifth guy. I, I love what he's brought to the table and I feel like he's due for a good start here against the Cubs tonight we're going to see if he can bring it to them as the Reds look to win this series tonight it's weird that they don't have like a getaway gate a getaway day game time start because it's a night game at uh, Wrigley Field for them but hey they're off tomorrow as they travel down to St. Louis and hopefully travel down as series winners We'll talk about all of that and more on tomorrow's podcast, an off-day edition. I'll probably have a different segment for you as well. I like to do some different things on an off-day. So we'll we'll talk about all of that on tomorrow's Lockdown Reds. But thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening to today's Lockdown. I know it was a little bit later getting out, kind of had a weird schedule today. And um, tomorrow's podcast will be about the same time, kind of an evening commute type podcast for you. But we'll get back on track after that make sure you're subscribed right here on the YouTube channel. That way you don't miss anything that I've got for you. And you're following me on your favorite podcasting app. That way you don't miss anything. Like I said, we're here every single day talking about Reds baseball. And hopefully we're talking about a playoff uh, qualified team come the end of the season. The board has been reset and the Reds and Padres from here on out, it's zero zero, 0 and from here on out, it's Reds and Padres. I, I think that the Cardinals and Phillies still have something to say about this race, but looking at the two teams tied for the second wild card spot, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Hopefully, we come out on the winning side. But that'll do it for us here today. Thanks again. Now go check out the Locked on Bets podcast. You can make a few bucks over at betonline.ag. Thanks to the advice from your boy Q and, uh, and, and uh, Sterling there at Locked on bets. You can find locked on bets wherever you get your podcast, but that'll do it for me here today. I'll talk to each and every one of you tomorrow.
0: Hey, Prime members.